the source of our holiness. I just came back a few days ago from Egypt, from Mount Sinai, St. Catherine's Monastery, a Greek Orthodox monastery, at the foot of Mount Sinai where Moses received the Ten Commandments. And the monastery has been there for 1,700 years. It's a living tradition. Even when it began in the 4th century, it was looking back to the origin of the Judeo-Christian revelation, to that experience when Moses saw the burning bush. There is this real sense of a transmission, of a continuous, unbroken passing on of something precious, something ineffable. And when God revealed God's self to Moses, and Moses was 80 years old, was planning on a nice retirement, and then God told him to go and liberate his people from Pharaoh, and he said, well, you better tell me who you are, what's your name, because there are lots of gods in this area, and Pharaoh's going to ask me what your name is. And God said, I am who I am. And that's the revelation. That's the revelation that we are, have been transformed by and the world has been transformed by. It's a very powerful revelation and a very bright light, but like all bright lights, it can cast a dark shadow as well. And when you're in that part of the world, you can see the dark shadows cast by religious tradition. But I think in these days... We are approaching the light, we're approaching that burning bush, that experience of pure being, which is timeless and always contemporary. And if we approach it as we are, like fellow pilgrims, I think it will burn away the shadows within us. So don't worry if there's a little bit of conflagration in you. Part of the spiritual journey is purification, the via purgativa. So don't worry if you find yourself going through a, a shadowy time or a time where there's some stuff being burned away, the dross. But trust the light. The light is that light of being. And we're part of that uh, living stream that has been continuous ever since then. There's something marginal about what we're doing, and yet at the same time there's something very central To pass on this great tradition, we need all sorts of people, a great variety of people, many gifts, many charisms, many vocations, many types of people and organizations. But we also definitely need deep practitioners. We need people and small groups and communities, and there'll always be a relatively small number, who plunge deep into that stream of prayer And prayer is this experience of relationship, of communion, of oneness with that burning bush, with that experience of pure being, which is God's love. And that is a way of holiness. There's a wonderful letter that the Pope wrote recently on holiness, and he has some very profound insights. He speaks about holiness as something quite ordinary, that this is not just about the saints, impossible lives of these perfect people that we're used to. There's that kind of holiness, but the real holiness he speaks about is the ordinary holiness, the everyday holiness of ordinary people who are not perfect, 
None of us are perfect. And this week won't make us perfect, but it will make us holier, more whole. The other thing he says is really necessary is that we do have the experience of a deeper interiority and silence and places and times of prayer such as we are plunging into this week. That this deep, more contemplative interiority is one part of holiness and the other part is how we live, how we come to the aid of our neighbours, how we raise our children and how we give ourselves to each other. And this is something that Father John understood very profoundly and it's at the heart of his, his vision of the world community. This is what he said. We can forget about our own holiness. That's a very great line. If We can forget about our own holiness. If only we can be open to that presence of God's active presence in our midst, the source of our holiness. The source of all holiness is faith. And our deepening faith in this vitalizing, energizing presence of God in our midst, in our hearts. Our holiness, as Jesus taught, is an accomplished fact. So we are holy, but it's not our holiness. The source of that holiness is the one who is holy, the only one who is holy, the one who says, I am who I am. And I think that's helpful to remember at the beginning of a a week of more intensive meditation and practice, because it reminds us that We don't have to achieve anything. How close the kingdom of God is, actually. Jesus said, it isn't far from you. It's only one step away. It's not that distant or difficult. You just have to give it a chance. And the chance we're giving it is to allow, through the practice, to just allow the mind to settle down. And then we'll, first of all, we'll realize how jangled up our mind is how many problems we're bringing with us, how many anxieties, how many things we haven't done yet, how many anxieties we may be facing, could be of any number of different types. And those just become habitual. Even if we're not actively thinking about those problems, the energy that they've created is quite turbulent, it's there. But it it can and, and will reduce. And as it does, as the mind becomes quieter, calmer, and clearer, you see what's there as the first step, just seeing what is there, seeing who you are, and seeing who God is, and seeing reality more as it is. So give it the chance, don't think you have to do too much effort. So we do need to receive this gift of holiness, And of course at times it can be a little hard, but it's certainly made possible and enjoyable by walking it with others. And we're part of a very ancient tradition, of course. We've come away to a quiet place. This is what the Bhagavad Gita reminds us. Day after day, let the yogi practice the harmony of soul in a secret place, in deep solitude, Master of his mind, hoping for nothing, desiring nothing. Let him find a place that is pure and a seat that is restful. Neither too high nor too low, 
with sacred grass and a skin and a cloth thereon. With upright body, head and neck, which rest still and move not, within a gaze which is not restless, with soul in peace and all fear gone, and strong in the vow of holiness, let him rest with mind in harmony, his soul on me, his God supreme. A harmony in eating and resting and sleeping and keeping awake. Then his soul is a lamp whose light is steady, for it burns in a shelter where no winds come. When the mind is resting in the stillness of the prayer and by the grace of the Spirit sees the Spirit and therein finds fulfillment, then the seeker knows the joy of eternity. So that beautiful image of our mind, our soul, being like a lamp burning in a place where there is no wind. So just a steady, quiet burning. So this may take a couple of lifetimes, but don't underestimate the capacity of this time to lead you towards this and into that experience. Don't anticipate it, don't demand it, don't worry about it. John Maine said that the besetting sin of Christians is to underestimate the wonder of their vocation. So don't underestimate what we are capable of. It's so easy for us to make our Christian faith mundane.